Welcome to a Golden Black Live. Very special guest to get off the top of the show, Shannon Terry, CEO of On3. And you've heard a little bit, if you're a goldenblack.com subscriber, you've heard a little bit about On3 this week and our, our move over. We'll talk about that. I want to thank our sponsors, Triple X, On the Hill, but on the level of Purdue tradition since 1929. If Shannon ever makes it to West Lafayette, we're going to take him to Triple X. He'd fit in perfectly there. Uh, and then also at State Farm Agent Trent Johnson at trentismyagent.com. And Shannon, uh, CEO of On3 Media, but also, uh, you know, this is, this is, it's always, it's old hat in terms of bringing new sites like us. We came over on, on Tuesday to the On3 Network and we're thrilled at goldenblack.com, but every experience is different and uh, talk about kind of give us an overview of what our folks, what, what On3 is all about and uh, how that uh, continues to grow with all the sites that uh, are coming to the network. Good. Um, I mean, first of all, welcome uh, to On3. Um, yeah. Golden Black is a phenomenal brand. Um, there's no second place in the market. Uh, you guys run an amazing site. Uh, and after so many years, it's it's definitely good to be um, back working with you guys. Um, true pros in every sense of the world with a great, with a great community. So um, our group is excited this this day, this month is finally here. And so <laughs> yeah, uh, it's going to be a great opportunity. All right, to get to your question, here, here's why I'd sum it up. I've been asked this a lot of times. R Rivals was a pandemic fan site model. And uh, we did a little recruiting, but the reality was that business was about uh, the iconic fan brands that were being built uh, over that window of 10 years for us. Uh, and it worked well and it did good. The problem was um, these past 10 years, um, we saw a proliferation in search and social traffic. 90% or so of the internet's traffic is somehow some form Google related. Um, so, and so Rivals really wasn't built for that model. Um, and, and so we decided that it was probably best uh, to move on and we started 24-7 Sports. 24-7 Sports was not so much a fan site model. It was actually, you know, more of a kind of a general news feed. It had, it had some really good fan sites, but it didn't really have this whole platform of fan sites. And so it had also its limitations. And that was an incredibly successful business that CBS uh, ended up purchasing. Uh, it was an incredibly successful business. It did it does well today. Uh, but with on three, we saw we saw some things that were, were special and and being that I'm getting close to 30 years in this business, <laughs> I wanted to spend these next 10 years, 15 years doing something that that I really, really am passionate about. And, and that's that's sports media. And so what we want to do is that we want to build a, a platform and a model um, that that works for both of those those two type models. Yeah. Uh, but then we want to add a third layer to it. Uh, that's what's really new and exciting. And that and, and obviously that first, as I said, is a fan site business and give and we want to, you know, we want to sign deals and buy and do uh, work with all the great brands in the fan site world, because that is passion. That's great communities and unbelievable reporters out in these local communities. Um, we want to build a national engine, a news engine around on three um, and we've got 50 60 people strong in that great technology great databases uh, to pair with that fan site business and we're well on our way there so that's that's check one box one check on its way uh, box two 
check on its way, things are working. So what's this third box? What's this box here that really is the big idea and the things that could really change the way the landscape? And that's what gets me up out of bed every night. And I'll tell you what I think that is. We live in a world now of social media and we live in a world where the athlete, the athlete and the coaches are now engaged in the system. Okay. Uh, it started with social media. You know, athletes were out there. They were kind of hanging a shingle. You got to know them a little better than just through their five-minute um, SID interview that you, you know, mm -hmm. you started discovering their personalities. They were people, you know, so great reporting, social media. Same thing happened with coaches. Coaches kind of became, you know, it was a new era of coaches. They weren't these old guys that were afraid of technology. Uh, they were out there. They talked to you at a football game or, you know, they're, you know, your wives and their wives hung out. They were just, it was just definitely a, a, a closer connection with fans and kind of the sports community. But then what this thing happened called NIL. NIL mm -hmm. this year is going to be about $500, $600 million. Our estimates, the research we've done says it's going to be a $5 billion marketplace uh, here in the next five years. That's going to come heavily from national brands. And so what we have now is we have the opportunity to engage with the athlete, to connect with the athlete. First 10 years is about my rating, my rating. How good am yeah. I from a performance perspective? Then it, then the last 10 years, it kind of the brand developed a little bit. You know, media exploded. You knew a little more about who these kids were. And now it's about business, okay? It's about money. It's about future. It's a holistic approach with the athlete. On three, wants to build a platform for the athlete. That's our third idea, okay? The first was we built this platform just for the fans. And as we've evolved over time, we're now at a point where this third wheel is, we get to go work with, work for, engage with the athlete. On this approach, around this holistic approach, athlete performance, uh, brand and then opportunities around education and all the things. And so that gives us such a unique seat at the table. Um, you know, there's a lot of B2B businesses, but there aren't a lot of B2B businesses that also have a media component. Yeah, you know, when you look at that, and even when you when you made the move from 24-7 and, and uh, that was bought out and had the opportunity to, to start on three, NIL it's almost a situation where you you got to be in a position to succeed because NIL wasn't front and center. Maybe maybe you saw it coming, but it's it certainly has gotten here in the last year and a half. I mean, uh, talk about that transition and how, you know, you have to be ready for success, so to speak, but uh, you put yourself in the best position to do that. Did, did, let me maybe rephrase that a little bit. If you looked at NIL and said, all right, how it's developing now, how is your strategy going to change and continue to evolve with it? Well, when 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 I made the decision to start on three, okay, and it was it was a hard decision because I knew the taxing that it would be taxing on my family. Yeah, you know, I knew how difficult these businesses are to start in the first two years and how how successful. I asked, I said, why do I want to do it? And it wasn't. I love the fan site business. It's difficult to manage. Um, I love media, but the the sole reason we started on three is that we wanted to build the largest athlete platform in the world. Yeah. That was our goal. Our goal was to build to build a platform that 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 connected with the athlete 
that that gave the athlete value, okay, through a number of different ways. Uh, and that was that was the big idea. Now we knew media and rankings and ratings would be part of that part of that catalyst. Um, but we also knew, you know, this thing called NIL was coming. I was having yeah. conversations at that point in time. And we knew that that would be the ingredient that actually would allow us to in, to connect and then engage with athletes. Yeah, and you put that in the situation, and uh, you're you're uh, in a good position certainly as you move forward. When you look at look at fan sites and our readers, and 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 that that tie to NIL, but also to what to, what we're going to try to deliver and what on three from a network standpoint is going to deliver. You know, you've got state-of-the-art databases, again, a lot to do with that, that athlete uh, performance and, and, and history, but uh, tell our folks just kind of what, to, what you bring to the table from that standpoint. But, you know, what I love about fan site businesses, it's, it's pure passion. You know, it's like, it's, if you look at media over the last say 10 or 15 years, and and I feel this is a feeling. I don't have empirical data. Yeah, I feel that the big media brands, no matter who they were, it became about the it became about the media personality. You know, these guys developed their personalities, and and they and the general feeling was it was more about them and their brand. They were getting big money and big fame and personalities and all the things. What I love about the fan site business is this. The connection and the passion is directly from the fan to the school, the fan to the school. That's what matters. And you see that passion, you see that engagement best in these fan site brands and communities. Yeah, Golden Black is the, you know, it's the arbiter of, of Purdue information and community. But the connection is, is straight with Purdue Athletics. And 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 you're you're you've got the the prime seat at the table, you know, in that connection. And and there aren't many of these. You know, there's a few. You know, Ohio State markets the most fragmented thing I've ever seen. Um, <laughs> but for the most part, there's one or two kind of brands in a market. And and in a lot of cases, there's just really one. You know, there's one that's staffed that has all of the components. And 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 what we want to do. What I want to do is go back to the days of rivals and really put some jet fuel on a model um, that really fostered that passion and that community. And it's a lot of its technology, a lot of its practices, you know, a lot of it's just getting, you know, all the great ones in the same room, you know. And so the, the first strategy wasn't, yeah, we're going to go build great databases. No, our first strategy was let's just go get all the big dogs. Let's go get them. Let's go get the Wolverine and, you know, and, 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 and Bama Online and Warchan and VolQuest and the list goes on. And you get all the big ones in the same room. You got something there and we're going to get all the big ones. Yeah. Promise you. And you, and you have gotten what uh, almost all of our compadres, yeah. uh, colleagues uh, in our, in our former life uh, have moved over. We're one of the, we're one of the last ones or not, not the last, but we're later than many. And that uh, some way, some ways presents an advantage for golden black as uh, we're learning and, and working yeah. with uh, all the things that you've developed from that standpoint, you know, talk about a little bit about your history also as a, you know, you, you grew up with, you're a really good basketball player, played for Lipscomb. Uh, 
that passion for 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 you've been in the arena as a player, you've been in the reason arena as a business person all these years. Just in terms of when you work with all of us publishers, what do you what to, what do you want uh, not only us publishers but also our readers to take from that ingredient that bring makes Shannon Terry tick? You know, I don't, I really. I wish I had a clue on, on, <laughs> on what makes me tick. Um, and, you know, and I, here's what I like to do. Okay. I like to compete. You know, I like the process. Um, I like the journey more than the destination. Um, yeah. I, I like to build. I'm a big nerd. Um, <laughs> I'm not afraid to work hard. I'm not afraid of who gets the credit. Um, I was raised in a farming community with a bunch of farmers and, didn't matter if it rained. It didn't matter if you had a broken arm, the hay got in the barn, Yeah, you know? And, and so I think that, I think the way I manage, the way I lead, I think it worked real well, you know, 20, 30 years ago, maybe even 10 years ago. I'm curious if it works well in this generation, you know, I, I don't know. Um, but I know this, I know that, that our team is driven to create a great product and create a, a great experience and a great opportunity for our investors, our employees, our fans, you know, and our families. And, you know, when you look at who I go to work for, you know, I'm fifth on that list. And that's, that's kind of the mentality that I've always had. It's who do I go to work for first? Well, my first responsibility is the man or woman that gives me a dollar to go do this. So my first responsibility is my investor. I have a fiduciary responsibility to put them at the top of the food chain. Okay. Who's my second responsibility? My second responsibility has always been the people who work for me, the families, the people that go get a mortgage based on our, you know, our ability to stay solid, the people that are deciding whether to have a child, if they're financially ready, all the things, should they start their career with us? You know, who's the third? Well, the third is 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 the consumer to me. Now, is that a little offline? Maybe, maybe you don't agree with it. Maybe everything's about the consumer. I always feel we're going to build a great product. Um, but for me, the third is the consumer. We want to deliver a better experience, a better widget, better mousetrap than anyone else. And then, you know, and then and then fourth, it's it's our family. You know, our family sacrifices um whenever we do that. Now that may be a little out of whack for some people. That's kind of the way I've always looked at it because there's there's benefits to them to, you know, to to participate the way they do. And I always feel I can manage that. But at the bottom of that list is me. And so, you know, as long as I think a leader goes into it with that mentality, they they've got a chance to have people fall in line. Yeah, well, it's going to be an interesting ride. And we, we are at Golden Black uh, in our first week of doing this, but it's been a long time in the making. And, uh, you know, we've worked with you. Uh, we know what Shannon Terry is all about. Uh, we waited too long to, to get back together, but uh, you told us that a time or two, yeah. but we appreciated your your patience and persistence for us. Couldn't be more excited about the opportunity in front of us and the work that's ahead. Uh, it's going to be an interesting ride. On three, CEO Shannon Terry, thanks so much for your time. Uh, Thank you. And uh, we'll look forward to uh, more of these conversations because you always bring a very interesting business. You know, one thing we like is uh, give some good, great business advice and, and be real about what uh, is next. So we'll look forward to that as well. Thank you, Alan. I can't wait. Anytime. All right.
That sounds great. Uh, we'll be back for segment two. Elliot Bloom, Purdue Basketball Operations Director, will join us. The Boilermakers got off to a win uh, on, on Wednesday night against Truman State. And uh, this is going to be an interesting basketball team. You know a thing or two about basketball. You know that Matt Painter, Shannon's got a pretty good brand, doesn't he? Yeah, he's been, been really, really good from that standpoint. All right. Have a great, uh, great uh, rest of your day, Shannon. And we'll be back for segment two of Golden Black Live. Thank you, sir.